0: All right, we're in this, bitch. We're in this, what's this episode 170, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it feels weird even saying that shit, buddy. <laughs> hey, but look, man, I know why you're here. You know what I'm saying? I know why you clicked on this motherfucking episode, man. Let's so go get right into it, man. Episode 170, man. The thin line. <laughs> you know the rest, man. Let's go get right into it. Welcome to Raw is... G! Ash, man, you know the fuck, man. Hey, man, you know how I give it up at this point in time of the episode, man. DJ, hit me! Damn. 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 Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. She don't. She don't. She don't. She don't. Yeah! Sir, what's poppin' with y'all? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of The Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity Pocket. by yours truly. OG! Hash, remember the fuck it is. Man, what's up with y'all? Over there looking good, feeling good, staying safe the whole lot of shit going on on Travis mentality each and every motherfucking me episode man um if you don't know who the fuck your boy is you first time listening tapping in for the first time i am for the bitches' name for the bitches'
1: name for the bitches' name for the bitches' name for the bitches' name ne- fly yeah. as high
0: as cool as smooth this motherfucking me
1: host
0: gee. Motherfucking me hash, man. Hope they're looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on on my each and every episode. I want to shout out to everybody around the world that's tapping, joining the conversation. I truly appreciate all love, support, man. Let's keep Builders Empire break by motherfucking me break. Now Matthew tapping on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor Podcast, uh, Anchor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera youtube at Hash tv man leave a comment subscribe to the channel all the good shit to youtube say we in this bitch man episode 170 god damn <laughs> look i ain't gonna lie to you we was in the 60s for quite a long time <laughs> look man i'm gonna be honest with that, that that's my fault there was times I, can, I couldn't come in here and record for multiple reasons technical difficulties um, my personal feelings not feeling too good and shit like that so um that's my fault. You know i players play us fuck up. <laughs> play us fuck up. But we ain't here. We here now. Episode 170. On the grind to hunt. This ain't stopping before a motherfucker me soul, man. There's <laughs> um, a whole lot of shit on the docket, man. It's a whole lot of shit on the docket. Um, let's go ahead and get right into it. I don't want to be talking y'all head on with a bunch of nonsense, man. Um, You know, I take a lot of pride in being real. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you know, I feel it's important when you got a podcast, a platform, you know what I'm saying? People tap into what the fuck you're saying. Um, even if you're just talking to, you know, no audience for you, just practicing type shit. I feel it's important to be very fair with what you say on this microphone. If somebody is out there doing some shit where I can compliment compliment them, I will. But if somebody is doing some shit that I think is flagrant, stupid, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to comment on that as well. I'm very fair with that because I can't. I don't, I don't want to be a Skip Bayless-ass nigga to LeBron. So no matter what great thing somebody does, I can harken back on some negative shit. No. If you're doing some fucked up shit, I'm going to call you out on your fucked up shit because that's the type of nigga I am. Any in my home, anybody that's ever been my friend in my circle around me, family, friends, anybody I ever grew up with, they all know who I am. I never hesitate to call motherfuckers out because I, respect, I expect the same thing in return. Call me out, my nigga. I don't give a fuck. I ain't finna try to scrap with you, get down, tussle. No. Because I believe you are, I, I believe that's the only time you, a motherfucking truly ca- show they, they care about you. when they're, they're not afraid to call you out on your bullshit, let you know you fucking up in life, or let you know you fucking up, period. It ain't got to be nothing super serious. But when somebody ha- can show you that they care about you, let you know that, hey, yo, what you doing right now, I don't know. You know, you, you still, we grown, but hey, I Oh no, I wouldn't do it type shit. If somebody ain't willing to take those steps for you, then not a lot of time they try, probably bro, you don't really give a fuck about you on a serious level. That's truly how I feel about that. But the reason why I want to bring that up and make that statement is because I've come on this platform time and time again and talked about the dynamic relationship between Blueface and Krishan. I've talked about the times where they've had uh, physical fights. Verbal abuse amongst the two. I'm talking about bottles being busted over motherfuckers' heads. Parents being involved. Parents getting beat up. Brothers and sisters being involved. I've talked about everything. We've seen the show on Zeus. We've all had our things to say about this couple. Um, We've seen what appeared to be the highs and the lows. The highs wasn't even high to a nigga like me. But for a bitch who, for, for a little dumb, stupid, toothless bandit who had nothing in the streets of Baltimore, I'm pretty sure there were highs. I'm pretty sure touching that bag is the high. And to each his own, right? The reason why I want to bring them up, because a long time ago I stopped talking about this cult because I felt it was just too toxic. It was a little too much for me. I don't believe in domestic violence. That was That was displayed continuously. And I just wanted to tap out, and that's what I did. But the reason why I want to bring them up on episode 170 is because Krishan Rock and Blueface have welcomed their child into this world. And I want to send a round of applause from me and all the friends of the show, the goddamn thin line between Genius and the Sandy. <laughs> that's a beautiful fucking moment. I don't have kids, but when people bring kids to the world, they always say it's a blessing. And they both brought this child in the world, kinda. Of course, this is toxic. Of course, she had a baby by a man who told her he didn't want her to have his baby. While she's having the baby, he was wearing Miami, turning up with his other baby mama. The reason why we know he was he was not there is because he was posting his live his live feed on Instagram. She live streamed her entire delivery of the child. Let me repeat that. She live streamed her entire delivery of the child. Wow! Look, I don't. I, I'm keeping it positive about the baby, because at the end of the day, it's a baby involved. When it's a baby's involved, people have to grow the fuck up. People don't grow the fuck up, then child get child get ruined. We've seen it time and time again. I've seen too many episodes of Paternity Court to, to not. And Steve Wilcos Maury, all this shit, not to see how this motherfucking me story could turn out. But when the child's involved, that's when I want to lay off all the motherfucking me jokes. But the thing that really bothered me about all this shit, it's not even the fact she named a child for Sean Jr. Look, man, do I think it's a wild ass name? Absolutely. But do I believe that if a man is treating a woman wrongly throughout her pregnancy, and do I do I think that she's is she's wrong for not naming the child after the father or, or consulting the child with the name. No, I don't. Nigga, you shouldn't have been a fucking dickhead throughout the pregnancy. You, you shouldn't have, my nigga. What the fuck? You can't have your cake and eat it too all the goddamn time. You already got the bitch pregnant. I think she's just wild for naming the goddamn baby Krishan. I didn't know Krishan was a unisex name, but to be honest with you, I had never even fucking heard of a Krishan. <laughs> I, I heard of a Krishana, Kushana. I've heard all that shit. I didn't know these was unisex names, but the Krishan, I mean, I guess, a Krishan Jr., to be named after your mom and be a junior. Wow. That's crazy. I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> I just never heard of that. Maybe that's something they do over there in Europe or some shit, but I never heard of that shit. She could have named that little nigga Christian. You know what I'm saying? Chris. She could have named him Sean. Why he gotta be Krishan Jr. after you? Like, that's wild. That's just some overall petty shit to stamp to that little man. Like, yo, your daddy wasn't shit from the get go. You're named after me. <laughs> She's stamping it out the gates that this nigga Blueface is a deadbeat daddy. I just don't know what's for... I don't know what's for clout anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point is clout not worth it? Because the reason why I ask that question is because... I got to put myself in the shoes of what if this was my child? I don't want the delivery of my child to be live streamed on Instagram. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand what the fuck that's about. This ain't fucking... You already got the Zeus cameras in this, bitch. You already gonna have this shit on reality TV. I'm not live streaming the fucking... The the, the intimate moment of my child entering this world. The first time I'm laying eyes on my child. I'm not finna have that moment fucking live streamed and broadcasted to the whole entire fucking world. Not at the same fucking time. At least when Zeus got the cameras, that shit gonna be aired in like six, eight months or some shit. I don't... want. Well at what point is and the reason why I only said that is because this shit is planned. My nigga, she iced the fuck out, bro. Who's giving birth with fucking double Cuban links on bust down Cartier watches? Come on, man. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You're not even supposed to be able to have all them goddamn cameras in that room. It's not even supposed to be that many people in the room when a baby's being delivered, bro. It was entirely it was a camera crew, family, friends. She got on fucking jewelry. My nigga, all that shit, that, that's, all that shit is a uh, carry bacteria. Come on, man. At what point is the clout just not worth it, dog? Because even with Blueface promoting that he was at some fucking like, day party with his other baby mama, all this shit is for a TV show, bro. As ignorant as you think these motherfuckers is, all this shit is being recorded on Zeus. It's, if it's not on this season, it's going to be on next season. The camera's crew going to be they following their ass. every fuck, Everything they doing right now is being recorded for a fucking reality TV show. And my problem is, at what point do you think about the kid? At what point do you think about the destruction you're doing to your family? Because even, even if you don't love this woman, you will always be attached to this woman. You always want to look that woman in her, in her eyes and let her and know that that's the woman that gave birth to your fucking child. And it's not your first child, so it may not be that special to you. But I can only assume that any moment in time that you bring a child into this world, and the woman that does that, no matter how you truly feel about her, you cannot go on and on the disrespecting her and violating her. You can't, and it's vice versa. But when you got two people that's doing anything for TV, anything for a check, anything for clout, is disturbing. You even got this man, Blueface Mama, coming out trying to start rumors that Blueface and Krishan is cousins. Wow. Why are you – I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And the reason why, the only reason why I bring this up is because this, this is another added factor to motherfuckers doing anything for clout. You're looking for a moment. We all got mamas, bro. We all got mamas. We all got mamas who overstepped their bounds. We all got that. So I'm not going to get on that on that on the weird dynamic of her relationship that she has with her son. We all understand that sometimes the boundaries between mothers and sons can be a little wild because niggas are mama's boys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even going to get on that. I'm going to get on the simple fact that there's a mother interjecting herself into her, her son's relationship in the public eye to the point that where she want to spread rumors that they may be even cousins. Even if that was even a factor even if, that was a poll, even if that was a conversation to be had, why is there something you just now want to say once she delivers a fucking baby? They've been together for years. They've been in a situation for years. This woman whooped your ass a long time ago. You could have been came out and said that they was on some incest shit. But no, the moment's not on you. The moments are now on her and that baby. The spotlight's not even on Blueface no more. The moment Krishan Rock had that fucking baby, She's skyrocketing, my nigga. It's a whole nother audience now that's supporting her. That live stream I was talking about on the delivery, over 400,000 people was watching that. That's not just Zeus Network fans. Fuck no. That's Zeus Network fans. That's motherfuckers who, that's that's mothers. That's young mothers. That's young ghetto single mamas. All I'm seeing is single hood rap bitches on social media. Go, girl. Cherish that moment, girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All that bullshit. Not even bullshit. Because you do got to cherish that moment. It is a beautiful moment when you see her first lay eyes on that baby. Did I watch the live stream? Absolutely fucking not. Did I see clips and snippets? Absolutely. I seen the snippet. I seen the clip when she first laid eyes and held that baby. That's a beautiful fucking moment. I just don't understand the purpose of sharing this and broadcasting this shit to the world. And I think at this point in time, maybe we should just get used to this shit. Because to me, it's, it's wild as fuck to me today that that took place. But ten years ago, I think nobody would assume that that would take place. I always start seeing this shit on reality TV was wild. Like, damn, like they straight in there with the cameras. And remember when fucking little Scrappy, uh, uh, when they had when they gave birth to his kids on Love and Hip Hop. And they had the cameras in that motherfucker. I was like, damn, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? But now that we're in a day and age to where motherfuckers just pour their camera out, man, and give you the whole show Boop, popping the baby out in that bitch. I just think that whole dynamic of Blueface, Krishan, Blueface mama, Krishan family, Blueface family, his baby mama. It just, it, at what point, man, is the clout not worth it? Because it's a lot of people that's be, a lot of kids that's involved now, man. It's a lot of kids involved. It's at least Fest got three now. It's a lot of kids involved, bro. And the other, the other parties that's involved as well—the mom or dad, the but the other family members. It's a lot of destruction taking place in that family, man. It's all for clout and it's all for attention. At attention, they say. Hey, clout is a hell of a drug, boy. I was a that nigga, that nigga mama coming out trying to get some attention. Just a few weeks ago, she was talking about how she turned down getting fucked by 50 Cent Ludacris and all them niggas and Trey Songs and shit. All niggas. She named all niggas we know good and goddamn well. Fuck her if she, if she was trying to throw that at her. She named all niggas we know as snipers. You mean tell me you ain't Trey Songs, bitch? The nigga we all know is Mr. Still Your Girl? You, you, you the one and only bitch that said, nah, I'm cool. But you the same bitch that's coming out trying to get the attention off your grandchild. Come on, man! Your grandchild was born. The first thing you want to do, instead of even meeting that damn grandchild, you want to take the spotlight off that grandchild and say that's a baby of incest. Come on, man! What the fuck are wow. you talking about, man? These, these old bitches be fucking stupid, man. For real, real motherfucking me talk, man. Congratulations to Blueface for having a baby. I hope I hope things get uh, get better between that two, um, between those two, so that that baby can be raised. Um, peacefully, because the spotlight is on that baby. Um, the baby has an Instagram page over seven hundred thousand. I'm sorry, over six hundred thousand Instagram followers already. That baby's in the in, in the spotlight already. Usually, when celebrities have babies, they post the baby, like blur the face out or some shit. No, right there, that baby's a Zeus fucking. That that baby's a Zeus CEO already. <laughs> that baby's on Zeus already, my nigga. So I hope the baby's is it, it, well taken care of, man. But Motherfuckers do anything for that clout, man. Offset was totally fucking right. <laughs> Real talk. I right, but moving on. I wanna to get to Lil Reese, man. You know, man, I'm from, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, bro. Um, right next door to Chicago. Um, uh, I graduated in 2013. Um, I say those things to give you insight to um, in 2012, 2013 on forward i've been very much involved um influenced not influenced but very much tapped in i should say with the chicago culture um, and it was primarily for the years of 2012 to 2015. i was really like tapped in you not know, trying to see what them niggas had going on in chicago you know when they come to following the chief keeps the uh glow gang fredo little dirks and all them shits uh, listen to the music um and following these guys uh, you can kind of put two and two together quite easy, to be honest with you. Uh, that's when you had the War of Chirac shit going on with DJ Academics. Uh, whenever you want toss some shit that was going on in the streets to the music, it was pretty It was pretty easy to do so. Uh, and also, me and my homeboys, we was all just tapped in with the shit, and um, it just became second nature. I oh, want them niggas next door, the next state over, got going on, them niggas going nationwide with the shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was a big move. Everybody knew about that drill move. Um you had big characters in that, you know what I'm saying. You had the Lil Reese's, you had the Chief Keef, Fredo's, Lil Dirk. Um, you had these main figures in that, and you had the other side as well. But I didn't listen to the other side. I'm being honest with you, uh, and I don't even want to say other side like them niggas is beef. I got beef with them niggas, but I'm not fan go down the list of all the laundry list of all of them niggas either because um, it was a lot of diss songs going back and forth to where you was introduced to a lot of random ass niggas. You had you had a lot of random ass niggas in that drill movement, but to me, I'm gonna be honest. When I first got tapped in and introduced to this this type of music, the drill music, my favorite artist early on was fucking Lil Reese. It was Lil Reese, Fredo Santana, and early on, you kind of seen things from Lil Reese that was. Downright fucking disgusting. But as a kid, you kind of let shit slide. As an adult, when you see more disgusting behavior, you can't let shit slide. And you probably sound like, Hatch, what the fuck are you talking about? There's a video going around right now of Lil Reese right now. He's going viral for all the wrong reasons. Little Lil Reese hasn't gone viral for a right reason in fucking forever. If he's not getting his fucking head shot the fuck off, shot in the fucking neck for, over drug deals going bad, if it's not that, if it's not him Superman punching bitches, if it's not him getting jumped, him shitting on himself, if it ain't that, then it's this. And what this is is that Lil Reese is going viral for. There's a homeless man on the streets. For some reason, Lil Reese and his homies I roam in the streets. Lil Reese is still roaming the fucking streets. He's walking in the streets with his crew. Homeless man is sleeping on the pavement. Lil Reese pours, I'm assuming, with, with some alcohol, a beverage, on the homeless guy's head. Wow. Now, look, I'm honest with you. I'm not the nigga who every time I pull up to a red light and I see the panhandlers, every time I see them with the cardboard and shit, I ain't the nigga that's always. Patting my pockets, you know what I'm saying? Reaching to my change, giving them shit. I'm not that guy. Every once in a while, if it's a payday and then they catch me, man, here go a couple dollars, man. I was walking out of Popeye's a few weeks ago. I walked in. Nigga, hey, man, I ain't got shit for you, man. Get the fuck out of my face, man. I walked in, bought my shit, walked out. Man, here go $2, B. I'm just like, I'm a spontaneous giver. But I've never been one to disrespect the homeless. I'm out here in Arizona. It blows my mind, my nigga, how many homeless people there is out here in AZ. I don't even think it's, it can't even be safe. Like, if I was a homeless person, there's no fucking way I'm living in AZ. I'm fucking migrating, my nigga. I'm sorry. It's too fucking hot. My nigga, it was just 119 all summer. It was just 119 all summer, my nigga. And these homes people just are sleeping on the grounds, and it's tough out here. So I've never been one to disrespect homeless people because I understand just how hard you have. You have to have it very fucking hard to be homeless here in AZ because there's no way in fucking hell I could fucking do it. That's when I know you literally have no choice. It's too fucking hot. So to see a video of Lil Reese. Dumping his beverage on a homeless guy's head. And everybody, and he's going viral. And everybody's coming up with all this. Oh, he ain't shit. He ain't this. News flash, ladies and gentlemen. Lil Reese ain't never been shit. Bro, I mentioned it already. But I need to double back on it. Because I remember when it went down. To me, it didn't even get the necessary motherfucking me. A uh, 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 news, uh new well, he wasn't big enough to get mainstream news. But in, in our inner circles, Lou Reese wasn't getting clowned hard enough for what the fuck he did. There was a video that came out years ago, probably 10 years old now. The video probably came out like 10 years ago, probably 2012, 2013, to be exact, of Lou Reese beating the holy fuck out of a young woman. I'm telling he Superman punched the fuck out of her. From not mistake, I record the video he was stomping her out, beating her ass. And you know, I bring it up because people always say uh, when, they, when they when they did some fucked up shit, they always say how old they was. Oh, I was young. I always try to remind y'all for I'm the same person. Yes, have I elevated in life? Have I have I gone through experiences? You know what I'm saying? Have I gone? Yes. But my morals have always been my morals. My standards have always been my standards. I'm pretty much the same fucking person from when I was a kid, bro. So I never understood when niggas did certain shit, they blame that shit on age. When you can sit there and you can beat the fuck out of a woman, Until he beat the fuck out of that woman. That's probably to me, that's the real reason why Lil Reese's career kind of went downhill. After that video, after that video came out, it was pretty much raps for Lil Reese. He was never going to get past a certain level. You know what I'm saying? But to know that the same man who will beat the fuck out of a woman on on video is the same man 10 years, 11 years, 12 years later, walking the streets, pouring fucking brew on homeless people's heads. You may say, Hash, why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing this up to highlight where's the fucking growth? If you going to be if you're gonna be an ang shit nigga in your, in your teens, bro, in your twenty, in your mid 20s, but you gotta be something different. By the time you're 30, you gotta be something different. Man, little recent is 30s, man. You still in the streets, you still walking the streets. You can't catch me in the streets. You can't catch me walking, my nigga. But that's what you're doing. Where's the growth? As a grown-ass man, supposedly, allegedly, where's the fucking growth? I'm not surprised one motherfucking me bit that this nigga is the same nigga that did this and that did that. I came on this podcast weeks ago, months ago, and I said, don't be the little Reese of your crew. Everybody else in that drill movement done took off. If they ain't took off, they did and honestly, a lot of them niggas took off before they died. Fredo was living luxury somewhere else, doing his own, but he was in Drake videos and shit. He had respect from a lot and a lot of love for a lot of niggas in the game. Don't ask me how, but somehow he did it. We all know what Lil Dirt doing. We all know what Chief Keefe is. We all know what Capo was doing before he died. Hell, even Big Glow got signed to a new record deal before he got shot. Everybody was going north, except for the dumbass nigga. Who's still walking the streets with his homies. Who's still getting shot in his fucking neck every two weeks. Who's still fucking participating in drug deals over weed. When fucking weed is legal. When there's dispensaries everywhere. It don't surprise me it's the same goofy ass, stupid ass, who got to go do his research ass nigga. Who want to roam the streets and pour alcohol on homeless people's heads. It's fucking sickening bro. And I said, at at some point, a nigga got to look in the mirror and understand exactly what he's doing and and the legacy he's leaving behind. You too old to still be trying to leave that legacy behind being the fucking Chicago Grim Reaper. You still stuck in the war in Chirac days, man. Everybody else done moved on. Everybody else done moved the fuck on. I'm hearing Chief Keef snips with all the new hot artists in the game right now. A little dirt taking pictures with Beyonce and, and Jay Z and shit, and you walk in the streets of fucking Chicago, pouring alcohol on fucking homeless people's heads. Man, I promise I pray to God I ain't the little Reese of my crew. <laughs> Real motherfucking me talk. You, I, I look. I always say this, and I never. I'm gonna say something. Move the fuck home. I always say this. I know a bitch ass nigga when I see one. Man, I fell out till my knees when the law came. Okay. Man, man, I fell out to my knees when the law came. Ah, but moving on, man. Let's get to Israel. I would to it right fast, man. Yo, Izzy got a big weekend coming up. Um, Izzy has a tempi- a championship title defense against Sean Strickland. I'm um, going on Saturday night. Um, big UFC pay per view going on. Um, it's a big night for sports. A big weekend for sports, I should say. Um, tomorrow, Thursday, when this episode drops, we got the Cheese versus the Lions kicking off the NFL season. We'll get into that a little bit later. But also you got NFL weekend kicking off, premier weekend. Um, but you got the fight nights going on Saturday for the UFC. Uh, so Israel got a big weekend coming up trying to defend his title against Sean Strickland, um, which we all presume to be an easy fight. But those usually be the fights that give niggas the hardest problems is the ones we think will be, be the easiest ones for them. Uh, so it should be interesting to see if he just displays – um, dominant skill set, or does he fuck around and find out? Um, but that's not the reason why I want to talk about Izzy. Um, the fight is the fight. Um, we all expect him to win, so that's not a big talking piece there. Um, the reason why I want to talk about Israel out of science because um, I came across this clip where Israel out of science was discussing school. And I want to play this clip because as someone who's graduated college, um, I have a very different take Um about school than the other graduates in my family so i want to play a bit of this clip from Israel, this land and i'm gonna dive in a little bit more
1: honestly fuck school i don't know why we still even have this whole fucking this this outdated concept of school to just build workers because we know what the fuck school was made for why, why are we pretending we know school was created to create workers do you still know i don't what the fuck is x no fucking idea, bro. I'm I've still waiting. Still, still I don't, I'm like, when have I in my life as an adult known what the fuck X is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No fucking idea. A lot of useless information gonna pass on to me in school, and I sucked at school because I was shit at memorizing. Same. I didn't really learn anything. Dropouts, as we do. Cheers. Drop out, my Cheers. man. Cheers. School doesn't teach you much, honestly. Oh. Teaches you the basics. I understand maths, yes, English, comprehension, all that kind of stuff. But when you come to like social studies and algebra and calculus, I'm like, are you gonna use those in the real world? So Fox School, my plan is right, when I have kids, I'm gonna have a tutor that's gonna teach them from the age at home from the from the time like say maybe 9 a.m. to midday or 1 p.m. And they'll have an hour of homework and the rest of the day we'll just go on adventures doing shit. But then they're going to do gymnastics compulsory because I want to make sure they know their body, the foundation of athleticism, gymnastics, and jiu-jitsu, so that way they're involved with other kids and not socially awkward.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So first of all, I'll say what sounds like Ezra Science describing his fucking homeschool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so everything he described and getting a tutor and getting taught from nine a.m. to noon or one o'clock in the evening—that's still a form of school. You're just shortening up the day. Now I don't know if you just have a thing against going to the actual school physically. I'm going to the actual school itself. If you have a problem with that, I'm not sure. But everything you described was fucking school. Homeschool with PE. What the fuck? <laughs> That's literally what you described. A shorter school day with math PE, which is totally fine. Look, I don't have a problem with people that being homeschooled. Um, To be honest with you, I believe pre-COVID, I think homeschooling was probably a little bit more, um, I don't even want to say look down upon, because I grew up in a time where more people was getting homeschooled than in years past. Um, but even still me growing up, the kids that got homeschooled, they had like issues, you know what I'm saying? They wasn't like, I only want to say, I don't want to use the word normal, but usually the kids who was getting homeschooled had like issues where they couldn't really, um, they couldn't really function or not function, but just, they wouldn't be good in a class setting with a bunch of other kids for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? Learning, dis- learning disabilities, um, Uh, um, emotional, um, anger issues, you know what I'm saying, behavior situations. Like For whatever reason, the kids who always was getting homeschooled when I was growing up, there was a reason why they were doing it. It wasn't just because their parents was choosing, oh, I want to cheat my child my way and keep it that way. No no shit like that. But I think believe after COVID I really believe that a lot of people, because they was forced into their lifestyle of helping their kids, you know, some of their homework and teaching them and shit like that while we was all in quarantine and all that, I can see how a lot more people can lean more in that direction anyway because just opening up and, and, and lay your kids back out into the world with knowing that virus and shit like that is going on and just seeing how things have been happening since COVID, I can see more people leaning towards the homeschooling shit, especially when you see the not, not the need for them to actually go to still – function and get the same learning and stuff like that, being able to do it at home on computers and shit, I can see more people leaning towards this. With Ezra Adesanya basically saying that schooling is fucking stupid, I'm going honest, which I kind of agree with. And you're talking, you're listening to someone who's a college graduate, I have a bachelor's degree, um, I'm pretty qualified to sit here and have this conversation. I've always kind of said, even when I was in like in the middle of getting my degree, I was starting to realize the. Uh, 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 I was starting to realize there was very much a good possibility that there was a good chance that this degree may not ever be used. Now, of course, I have my own podcast, my own business, I'm doing my shit, so I'm using my degree. But there was a good chance that you won't use your degree even when you get. It. There's a large percentage of people who don't even use their degree in their in their job setting. You just have you get that motherfucker in your jobs in some other fucking field. That happens quite often. But when it comes to schooling, I remember when I was working at Walmart and I was a uh, door greeter, and I was stationed in the, in the auto department, and they had the news on and shit like this. And I'm pretty sure I told this story before, but there was a kid who had a disability. And his disability, um, he needed, he required him to have some type of um, earpiece. And the earpiece um, was connected somehow to his thoughts. So whatever he thought, um, it would be pretty much like an AI was searching shit up on YouTube. And whatever he wanted to, not YouTube, but Google, I mean. Whatever he wanted to search on Google, whatever question he had, he would think it. It would search the shit up on Google, get the answer, and feed it to him in his earpiece. And when I first seen that shit, I said, yo, one day that's going to be available to pretty much anybody. Yes, yeah, for people with disabilities right now, but in the future, I can see that being available for any and everybody for the right price. And it was at that moment in time I sat there and said, yo, school is going to be fucking obsolete. Degrees ain't going to mean nothing. Because even while I was in college, anytime I needed help with an answer or I didn't know an answer or I got tired of looking for shit... Even when I didn't get time for looking for shit. Google was my best friend. Google got me through everything. So you can already use the internet to get through school anyway. I'm not recommending it. you paying for, you paying for school for a reason. So it's like I don't recommend people do that. But we all use the internet mad amount of time. Even when I was on campus, my nigga, I used to be using the internet, using these apps and all that shit to get the answers. As we progress more and more in time, uh, with this technology and shit like that, we get further and further in the future. Just how much will we really need to be schooling, motherfuckers, when the answers are literally a click away? And you don't need to be so fucking smart to search some shit up on the internet. All you need to know is how to search it up on the internet. We're getting further and further in advanced in technology, bro. All your answers are just a click away. Why do we need schooling? That's how I felt, nigga, in 2015, 2016 when I was working at Walmart. So now you hear Israel Assange, he's bringing up a good point. He's pretty much talking about shortening up the days. We've all had conversations that we're all adults now. We don't use 98% of the shit that we learned in high school. I can't tell you when a motherfucker poured out a fucking, uh, some geometry on me. Calculus. When the fuck have niggas just been sitting around talking about, you know, so what Columbus did? When them niggas been sitting around talking about science and shit like that? Unless you go off into them fields. I feel like that's the only thing you really see motherfuckers use now. Is that they really into that science shit and they go off and do some science shit. But besides, you everyday common folk, you're not using the pie. What the fuck we care about pie for? Why do I really need to know what pie is? How much is pie? When have we ever used it? When the last time you niggas used PEMDAS, bro? Real talk. When you niggas, when the last time you used PEMDAS? I can't tell you. The square root of blah, 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 blah. When have we used it? We learned that shit for nothing. They were just bored, keeping us hostage in that bitch. (laughs) But when you truly sit back and think there's a lot of things in high school, elementary, that we wish we were taught. How many of us wish we were taught, you know what I'm saying, about taxes? How many of us wish we were taught about, you know what I'm saying, the ecosystem. You know, how so I many wish, wish we were really talking about economics and breaking this shit down? Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into the things in our adulthood that we still be figuring out as we get old and have to go through it and bump our head because we would never really taught about this shit. Instead of getting introduced to this shit as we're older, we should get introduced to this shit in school. You're keeping us there for eight hours anyway. Why not teach us things that we can actually learn and use in our adulthood? Niggas is not using calculus in their adulthood. I'm sorry. Nobody's doing it. I don't even believe niggas was doing that shit before technology was even taken off like that. Once you graduate, you never use it. It's just like parallel parking. When is niggas parallel parking, bro? So it's just like when I do have kids, if I am fortunate enough to have kids, um, they will be going to school. Uh, but I'm not, it's not, I'm not against having a conversation with their mother about. Uh, homeschooling. Uh, if we can financially afford it, uh, then I would definitely do it because, as long as we can take the right testings uh, to make sure that they are being, you know, keeping up with you know kids their age and shit like that, then I'm totally fine with them being at home. Of course, you still want them to get out, you know, still be a part of the team, like or sports organizations and stuff like that, so they can be amongst the youth and not be socially awkward, but. Fam, it's a lot of bullshit that you learn in school, and I don't know if you, if you can ask me now, twenty eight years old, would I go back and would I go to college and go th- and you know receive that you know that debt, I don't know if I would. Now, granted, with Biden being in office and he got this you know student loan debt forgiveness shit going on, I haven't had to pay a dime back yet because they kept getting pushed back because of COVID and stuff like that, but. <clears throat> The job I have now, I got before I graduated. I got this job at 20 years old. So it's like, I don't know if I would go back and do it all over again. Because I don't really, I don't I don't see the point. This was a personal challenge for myself to do, and I'm glad I did it. But when you really think about school and you think about the bullshit, the lie of the bullshit you learn, come on, man. A lot of shit is taking up fucking space, bro. You never gonna use a lot of that shit. A lot of this shit is a click away on your phone and figure out how. Even, even if you went to school for the shit and you know how to do it, you're gonna pull out your phone and Google that shit first. You're gonna pull out your phone and get directions first before you even even try to attempt some shit. You may think you know how to do it, but you're gonna look it up first. So it's like schooling alone right now, 2023. Teachers already don't get paid enough. It's, all, it's already a teacher not getting paid enough the fucking the, the schools is getting shot up it's already not a danger it's already not a safe place i just don't really see the point of that shit going for in, going further in the future i i, I truly motherfucking me don't i, I truly motherfucking don't <laughs> but it's interesting though because a lot of people have a lot a lot of people go to schools for for, for for totally different reasons like i said you want your kids to be not socially awkward That's the one aspect of school. That's why I always tell people um, I'm happy as hell. I did go on campus in college uh, for that one year because that is an experience that I think a lot of people need to to go through because for that one year, I was um, introduced to being on my own for the very first time. I was coming from living in a fucking two-bedroom apartment pretty much all my childhood, living with other people, you know what I'm saying, so to go on campus um, in a whole other state, I had moved to Arizona, then flew back to fucking Missouri, down there close to Kansas City, not even in St. Louis, to go to college. Yeah, I had homeboys and shit I was with, but for the but for the first time in my life, I was introduced to being alone, being somewhat of an adult, you know what I'm saying? So having to get out the mud and find ways to rob Peter to pay Paul and what I'm going to eat tonight type shit. So going through those experiences for the first time pretty much prepared me to when I did come back to Arizona. I was able to hit the ground running and, um, you know what I'm saying, build my little solid foundation I got now. So I do encourage a lot of people to go to school, go to campus and stuff like that if you can, just for the experience. Uh, but I would also encourage you, if you do go to school, do what the fuck I did. Go get that one year of experience, even two if you need to. But if you're not playing sports, you know, so if you're not doing anything that's involved on campus, man, do that shit online. It's a lot cheaper. Um, And also, it's a lot more freedom for you to do what the fuck you got to do as as an adult um, to make sure you can get that your adult life and um, post-school career um, going uh, at the same time. I had to start on that, I should say, uh, so you're not stuck in fucking limbo afterwards. Um, But schooling is a very interesting topic, man. It it really motherfucking is. Um, But moving on. You know, I'm conflicted. There's a Maryland cop going viral right now. He know, a TikTok video view that was going viral um, with him in the projects, getting in the backseat with some young black tenderoni. Um, this is deeper than what the fuck I thought when I just seen the video, I just thought it was a cop getting some ass. Now as wrong as that is, I just thought that's the end to this story. There was more clips of him with other young women as well in the projects and stuff like that. Um, But there was a bigger story that came out. Because yes, uh, an investigation was launched into him. He was, I think he was released or something like that. Um, But an investigation was launched into him. I think he was suspending his stuff like that from his department. Uh, But more of his drama came out. So come to find out, one of the young women who was in the clip that went viral, the initial video that went viral, getting the backseat with him, is his actual, you know what I'm saying? His mistress. This young man, this this man was married. Now, I want to read, <laughs> I want to read <laughs> what the fuck is going on because he has entirely too much going on to actually be protecting and serving the goddamn community. I'm, let's just say that first and foremost. This nigga here. <laughs> let me see. Let's pause this. All right. Let me read this for y'all. All right. So it says, yeah. all right. So. The man had a wife, and her name was Paula Marlette. Of course, Paula Marlette, she's playing the victim. Paula Marlette, the whole world now knows that your husband is fucking some young black holes in the projects. She's playing the victim. The whole world knows that, that that's community, dick. Like, she's had up to here, okay? <laughs> so Paula Marlette goes on Facebook, and this is what Paula Marlette says. Paula says, thank you, everyone. Yes, this is a very tough time for me and my kids. As embarrassing and painful as this is, please check in on us. We need the support and the love and most of all, the respect from the community and our families. Yes, I know what's been going on. No, I am not updating anyone on this situation after today. Virginia's husband left her ass a long time ago because she cheated. (laughs) Virginia. Damn, Virginia. Virginia's husband left her ass a long time ago because she cheated. So she and my husband decided to do this behind my back for years. I'm not seeking anywhere, anyone else's input. I don't need anyone else's opinion. My life is my life. I will make decisions accordingly. I love you all. Except for you, Virginia, you can ride in hell, bitch. <laughs> Man, I found out to my knees when the law came. <laughs> I found out I my niece, so now I we know who the young lady was who got in the backseat with the cop. But wait, there's more. <laughs> not only did she call out Virginia, now we know who Virginia is. Virginia then replied to this very motherfucking status. Virginia said, not that I owe anyone an explanation. This girl has been cheating on her husband for a while, not herself. Jesus. Wow. Jesus Christ. Wow. You didn't tell me, Paula, your stanking ass don't get on here and try to play victim because your husband getting some black pussy, but you've been cheating on your husband for years.
1: Nasty bitch. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> I know she says this girl's been cheating on her husband for a while now herself. I know everything. Everyone look, this is this. What you say? Everyone look, this is life, and y'all know nothing. I've done nothing wrong. All I want to say is y'all have the wrong info. Paula Marlett isn't saying the whole story, which I understand. But please don't be mad at me because your husband wants me. Man, I found out to my knees when the law came. Damn. Man, I found out to my knees when the law came. Damn. <laughs> um, He had entirely too much going on. I going to be honest, with you. when I first saw this, the clip, I, I, I really didn't care because... As fucked up as it is, it is, And to see a cop, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the projects, getting some pussy, um, linking up with young women, you know what I'm saying, putting them in the seats and shit, the only thing I really want to know is was, was these women of age, because the woman was short. Um, now that we know that that's not something being called out into the fire, That this was a young woman, um, it seems to be consensual, somebody's had an affair with for years, um, it's very much wrong because he's, he's abusing his authority, um. My only thing is that this was someone you was having consensual sex with for years, an actual affair with. Why the fuck are you having sex with her on the clock? Why are you not going to her apartment? Why are you not taking her to a hotel? Like, when I initially saw this, I thought this was a cop. You know what I'm saying? Picking up some randoms in the the projects. You know what I'm saying? Getting some pussy from like a pro or something like that. But to know that this is someone that you have an ongoing affair with, it makes me question the intelligence of this officer because... I'm not going to get on a nigga's head because he wanted to get some side pussy. Of course, according to the situation, according to Virginia, <laughs> Paul Ass is cheating too. And quite honestly, according to uh, Paula's own statement, it's embarrassing, but she ain't as mad as I know a, a, a faithful woman would be. So I can kind of believe that Paul Ass is cheating too. But if this is a situation that you have a quote-unquote open relationship down there, why are you taking your car while you on duty in uniform while people are outside sliding in the back seat with this woman? Like it, it, it just makes me question the intelligence of this man because I know when when, when niggas is in the front, I'm thinking with my dick too. You know, so I make a lot of dumb decisions when I'm thinking with my dick too, but I just don't understand how that didn't become a a natural occurrence to go get a hotel or, you know what I'm saying, fuck with her while you're not on the clock or at least now you're not on duty, you know in patrol, you know, on the patrol car. Like, it, it, that bothers me that these are the guys who make these decisions, who are supposed to be protecting and serving the community. These niggas have weapons. These niggas are typically the ones who end up doing grimy shit and hurting people in our community. But I just think it's fucked up how this shit all played out. Uh, to think he would've got away with all this. <laughs> If it weren't for you meddling, motherfucking me kids. (laughs) Man lived a real life Scooby-Doo episode, man. He was doing his dirt, fucking his his side chick. And because some some nosy motherfucker who wanted to make a TikTok video happened to record him in the background doing what the fuck he was doing. An investigation was launched. More videos came out. More women from other projects came out saying he always come through there. That's tough. That's fucking tough. (laughs) That's a very tough way to get exposed and have your information plastered all over the goddamn internet and on the news. That's very motherfucking me tough, bro. Has to be embarrassing. Has to be embarrassing. But I want to know: Can he really? Can he lose his job for that? Because I mean, we've seen cops kill, you know, black people and not lose their job. They get suspended and shit like that. They may get on desk duty for a minute. But can that can that cop truly lose his job? I think he was suspended, but can you truly get fired and let go and lose your pension because you was getting some pussy on the clock? That, to me, that's a little bit extreme, but there that is a clear sign of abuse of power. But, I mean, if you can kill a black man, if you can beat up a black man, a black woman, you know what I'm saying, abuse your authority in that way to minorities, I don't really see what's the problem with some consensual sex on the clock. I just don't. If it's consensual, I just don't see the problem with it. Is it embarrassing? Does it embarrass the unit? Absolutely. But should a man get fired for getting some consensual pussy on the clock? Nah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm fucking jealous, B. <laughs> Real motherfucking I'm <talk>. um, <laughs> Moving on. You know. I always say, man, you gotta be very, very careful with the people you give your cosign to. I can't remember the last person we gave our cosign to. And then oh, I know for me, it was it was, uh, it was my girl Liz campaigns Gave her my cosign. Comes out, she's a racist. You know what I'm saying? Calling calling women monkeys and shit like that. Um, recently, Erica Mena. A lot of people fuck with Erica Mena. Uh, she called Spice a blue monkey. Now she got fired from Love and Hip Hop. Um, that's the talk of a town, you know what I'm saying? My mama was talking about it. The chick I was chilling with was talking about it. Like, that's that's the talk. So recently, all of them who were supporting Erica Mena, who thought Erica Mena was a dope person, to see that she's calling black people monkeys, it, it, it's a spit in the face. But when you when it comes to these cosigns, it's very, very important. When you look at Young Thug, his cosign was on Gunner. That's the nigga that's, that snitched on you. Not even snitched on you, but that's the nigga that took a plea. and You know what I'm saying? Got you in this fucked up position. Recently, news went viral about 1090 Jake having some cooperating paperwork out there. 1090 Jake has made his bones off exposing rappers, um, you know, for having snitch allegations. Um, any any police tape, you know, in, interrogation room footage. 10, uh, 1090 Jake gets the copy of that footage. He goes and digs up paperwork. And he digs up dirt on these rappers. Boston Richie, he, he, he's famous for that. They had that feud going on right now. For saying Boston Richie uh, was a snitch. Young and Ace, his stuff come out. He said Young and Ace didn't snitch, but it's damn near identical to what Boston Richie did. 1090 Jake has made his bones and has made millions of dollars um, of making content of Target. I don't even want to say Target because he does talk about other rappers from other communities, but he's made his He's made his viral uh, uh, sensation moments of talking about people from our community um, for allegedly snitching, and people may, I say, I, I say you got watching your cosigners is because he's been on academics live stream. He's been he's been on on, on um, no jumpers. You know what I'm saying? He's been on multiple big platforms getting the cosign, getting these collabs. I'm not hating on it whatsoever. But always say, so you got to be mindful of who you cosign Because the same nigga that's going around trying to expose people for, for snitching, doing his research, doing digging up his dirt, damn there taking money, got to taking food off motherfuckers' table, because that's what he's attempting to do. We all know how this hip-hop shit go. We all know how this hip-hop shit go. Everybody not a motherfucking me gunner. Everybody's not a gunner. All these other motherfuckers who ain't reached that superstar level yet, that's still trying to grind. I don't know what this Boston Richie nigga is. I don't know. I, I heard one song. I thought that was Kodak Black, my nigga. All these niggas that he's he's, boy, he's pulling up this dirt on, putting a smear their name in the mud, can fucking ruin their career. And to think that this very nigga got paperwork, where he's listing niggas' names. Now, I get it. A lot of y'all say it was a grievance or something like that. Oh, it's totally different, Hatch. I get it. It's not for me to sit here and say whether or not he snitched. But I think it's very motherfucking ironic that the person that made his bones, you know what I'm saying, off trying to call motherfuckers out for snitching, has a fucking piece of paperwork where he's he's listing other people's names. I don't give a fuck what it is. I think the moment that you even thought about uploading your very first video, that should have been a thought of yours to think, damn, am I qualified to even be doing this type of content knowing that there's a piece of paper that exists where I'm naming a motherfucker from doing bodily harm to me? I would just think that that would be a thought that would run through a motherfucker's head. And I would would just think that that alone would disqualify a motherfucker forever calling another motherfucker a snitch, no matter what the fuck it was, grievance or a real statement. The moment you sat your ass right there and wrote down, such and such did this, first name, last name did this to me, you can't call nobody no snitch. Fuck, get, fuck the, the whole, this is the white man doing this to black rappers. We passed that. Nigga, you a fucking snitch your goddamn self. <laughs> the internet is a, is, is a crazy motherfucking place, man. It truly motherfucking is. They let these niggas do whatever the fuck they want. As long as it's entertaining, I see. As long as it's motherfucking (laughs) entertaining. But moving on, man, before we get up out of here, I want to talk about this uh, AI. AI music. You know, remember a long time ago, not too long ago, but a few months ago, um, it was a wave going on about AI-generated music. Hell, I came on here and I talked about it a few times. I played the uh, track with... Was it was called? Save and rescue me, the Drake song, where he sampled Kim Kardashian on it. Um, I came out here and I played the version with Kanye West on it, um, where it sounded fucking amazing. Um, there's been time and time again of like Drake songs being remade with Kanye West's voice, Kanye West songs being remade with Drake voice, Tupac voice. Um, time and time again, we've seen many examples um, of AI generated music, of whether it's sounding good or not. We've seen these examples, and quite honestly, I thought it was gonna be something that lasted a little bit longer than it did. Uh, especially when you had the whole strike going on in Hollywood about you know movies and shows and stuff not being written. I just would have just thought AI generated music or shows and stuff like that would be somewhat more prevalent um, in today's culture. Uh, but it kind of came and went. So we thought. Um, news came out that the AI generated song with Drake in the Weeknd that was called Heart on My Sleeve, Heart on My Sleeve has been submitted for grammy consideration wow i'm gonna repeat that the ai generated song with drake in the weekend has been fucking submitted for grammy consideration now was the song good the song was good don't get it twisted the song was good when you had drake in the weekend everybody's fiending for that collab any fucking way because we already know there's some type of history between those two everyone's fiending for that collab anyway so to get some uh um uh, to get a product of Drake in the weekend, it actually sounds pretty fucking good. The hype and the momentum around that song was fucking out of here. It, it, it skyrocketed. But now that we are at a point now to where that song is now being submitted for fucking Grammy consideration, it's fucking it blows my mind. I wanted to read a quote from you guys that I came across um about this song. And it says, um, in quotations, it says, I knew right away. As soon as I heard that record, that it was going to be something that we had to grapple with from an Academy standpoint, but also from a music community and industry standpoint, Harvey Mason, Jr., a producer who was a chief exec- executive of the Recording Academy, said in an interview, when you start seeing AI involved in something so creative and so cool, relevant of the moment, it immediately starts you thinking, OK, where is this going? How is this going to affect creativity? What's this business indication for monetization? Wow. You're absolutely right. Those are the questions that you automatically ask yourself when you see AI-generated music. Is where is this going? How, how are you going to monetize this? And where is, how is it going to impact the creative side of the business? Um, I don't think you do anything but amplify those questions when you start to submit these, these AI-generated songs for fucking Grammys. If an AI-generated song of the weekend, Drake's voice wins a Grammy, or even get submitted for Grammy nominations, does those go, does those um, stats go under Drake and The Weeknd's actual stats? Because the song was fucking amazing. We are in a downtime of hip-hop. So let's say if an AI-generated song of fucking Kendrick Lamar and, and Drake comes out, it's Drake and Kendrick Lamar on one song. Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, and Tupac. AI-generated right now. Best well, It can be the best song of our fucking life with Michael Jackson on the hook. The best song we ever heard in our fucking life. Are we going to credit these alive artists, these dead art? Are we going to credit the actual artists for these creations of music? I don't believe that that should even be a thing. How are you submitting this for a Grammy? Not great. This is the this is the Grammy the Grammy board themselves um putting this up there. But the simple fact this is being taken seriously enough to people even submit this for Grammy nomination, Grammy consideration. It's fucking disturbing. It just takes us to the actual creator, the actual artist himself. So remember when we seen Drake um coming out, you know, so adamantly uh, against AI generated music. And a lot of us are sitting back like yo, nigga, it's just okay when it, it ain't that serious. No, it is that serious. Because now you're talking about that said kind that said counterfeit product being nominated for serious for serious fucking uh, awards. And if we hold people if we hold people to what they say, to their lyrics, you know what I'm saying? If we hold people to their words. If cancel culture is is even somewhat of a thing, we cannot allow AI generated music to be taken seriously. We can't. That shit should just be made for fucking uh YouTube videos. You know when so you go on YouTube, and you can just search up some shit. That just be on YouTube. That shit should not be submitted for any serious fucking awards because if we hold these these people to their actual words and if cancel culture is anything, we cannot allow AI-generated music to be considered for anything serious because we got to hold them words. Because those words and that voice, come on, man, you can't use someone's voice and, and, and not have them be held accountable for what the fuck is being said. It's going to be too hard to tell the difference about what's real and what's not. It's gonna start blooding. It's gonna start muddying the waters about being able to hold people accountable because if it's some fly, wild, flagrant shit is being said on these songs. A motherfucker just come out and say it was AI generated. It wasn't even fucking me. And if we're gonna be giving these these AI generated songs actual real status, then we're gonna to have to acknowledge that. So I think it's very very interesting. See, that's where we at in 2023. So now that AI generated songs are now being fucking seriously considered as actual real fucking music. This is very, very interesting, bro. It truly is. Um, but moving on, you know, Jubilee. I want to get to Jubilee real fast. Jubilee um, is on YouTube. I watch it on YouTube all the time. They have these shows. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of different um contestants come on. Um, and you have a lot of things. You have the uh you have the uh the, the, what's the smart box with the red room, they do speed dating and shit like that. Um, you have the ones where you come on there and it's a bunch of people who um, you, you match the tattoos. And you make it's a bunch of shit. It's like a, it's like a social experiment um, type of YouTube channel, basically. Um, I'll be honest with you though, Jubilee has probably crossed the line when it comes to <laughs> um, the wildest show on YouTube. You know, Jubilee has this episode that I just came across about it was a at least what seven or eight dudes on there, and it was about ranking yourself from the smallest dick to the biggest dick. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel uncomfortable even saying that. (laughs) But the simple fact that this is an actual episode blows my mind. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been one to um, have um, lack self-confidence when it comes to my opinions. That's not me trying to sit there and say I'm on some mandingo shit. I don't even fucking know. That's for the women to decide. I just be in the moment. You know what I mean? I don't know what it would tell. I I, I, there wouldn't be a dollar amount a motherfucker could offer me for me to go on fucking a, 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 a platform and talk about the size of my penis, bro. Wow. It never happened. Like, I'm talking, not getting, if I say I got a bit, you know, motherfuckers, you got a big, big but you on that talking about, you talking about the measurements, you getting the actual real life cucumber cut down to the size of your penis, for what, man, for humiliation, because if you ain't first, you're last, nigga, if you ain't the nigga that's standing at the first place when it comes to the big dick competition, if you ain't the nigga in first place, everybody else should shut the fuck up, look at the ground, my nigga, what are we doing? I'm not gonna shake no nigga hand after we just get news. His dick bigger than mine. What are we talking? About? Wow, nigga, you what? You want to fight, bitch ass nigga? What the? I beat your ass though. <laughs> like, there's no way that's happening. So to see if this video even exists, it blows my fucking mind. Uh, of course, these ain't your everyday average motherfuckers that's in these videos. These these they get specific motherfuckers that be in these videos because just. I don't even know a motherfucker who would personally want to be in that video. Even if you confident in what you got going on, I don't want to go on video and be like the dickhead ass nigga that was last. Like nigga, you're not a whole world no, you got a shrimp dick. For what? For how much you getting paid for this? Can't be mind blow it can't be blow, mind blowing money. But what's going to be mind blowing is the amount of women that know you got a shrimp ass dick without even knowing your fucking name. Wow. Yeah, they didn't even get to know you first. They know you got a shrimp. Wow. You can't even try to be funny. They know you got a shrimp. Wow. You can't even say knock, knock, who's there, so a bitch. Wow. You can't even get this shit off because they already know you have a shrimp dick. I just, Jubilee, y'all got it. I thought I was a raunchy motherfucker. I thought I said what was on my mind. I was edgy. But y'all take the cake for wildest show on YouTube. Like Jesus fucking Christ, like, to even be a nah to even be a volunteer in that shit. You gotta be a wild ass nigga. Talking about size don't matter. You ain't fucking no black chicks there, nigga. <laughs> you ain't fucking no black chicks. You ain't fucking no experienced bitches there, nigga. Fuck you talking about, <laughs> nigga. Nigga came. I think they said his dick was like his dick was like two point five inches. How? Like I don't even how, nigga. Like that's crazy to me. But like, talking about size don't matter. What, nigga? Please, <laughs> nigga. I would my voice, nigga. I wouldn't even raise my voice if my dick was two point five inches. No homo. Man, I down to my homo. <laughs> I wouldn't even raise my voice, nigga. I wouldn't even go get a dog if I had a fucking two point five inch dick, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck, ah man? What the fuck? <laughs> that nigga, man. God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> um, but real fast, we get out of here, man. Um, good karma. You know, Neiman Marcus. Um, I'm not a big high fashion designer. Um, shopping ass nigga. Um, I'm be honest with you. Growing up, I didn't have money like that. Um, my mom, you know, she get, she bought my clothes. You know, so my mom bought my clothes all high school, like. I didn't have it like that, nigga. I didn't have no job. I had a job uh, in middle school. That was it. That was a summer job. I didn't have a job during house, throughout high school. I was playing sports. My mama bought all my clothes. so one of my, None of my shit come from Neiman Marcus. I was a nigga with the polo shirts, none of that shit. Nah, I wasn't having none of that shit. I, just was, I was presentable, you know what I'm saying? I looked nice, but no. Nah. So as I got older and I started buying my own shit, I still never even dived into the very, very, very high-end expensive shit. Now, a lot of people will look at the, a lot of shit I do be wearing um, and look at it somewhat pricey, um, but I don't necessarily think so. Um, even with that, I only go shopping for clothes every fucking blue moon. So when I do go for clothes, I probably spend, nigga, like $1, 15, 1600 total. That's, I, look, <laughs> that's a lot, but I'm shopping for years now. It's like two year. it's a two-year shopping plan type shit. But I always heard about Neiman Marcus. You know, Neiman Marcus was one of those high-end places where you go get some nice shit. Um, you have money, that was a place you can go. Um, Neiman Marcus that came out, um, what was that, a few months ago? Um, and they was talking about how the CEO came on and said that he didn't want broke people shopping at his stores. Now, I've closed, of course, when that statement came out, um, we all, a, lot of, a lot of us read that um, and read the uh, racial... Um, the racial charge that came with it, um, because a lot of that you have to understand who the primarily um, the primary uh, market was for Neiman Marcus. Like you got to think about the hip hop community, but hip hop community really highlighted Neiman Marcus. Hip hop community really highlighted that shit. Them Saks Fifth, um, those uh, those um, stores. Yes, you see a lot of um, wealthy white folks in there, but you will also see a lot of black people in those stores because hip hop has made these stores very very prominent. Um, so, with Neiman Marcus, which you have a lot of black people, and of course, you have a lot of black people coming in there looking for the clearance, right? A lot of blah, black people, yeah, we know about the ship. That means we can, we can afford your average motherfucking me item in there. So, what would you see? You would see a lot of people going and looking for the cheapest motherfucking me thing in Neiman Marcus, just to say you got some shit from Neiman motherfucking me Marcus. So, with the CEO coming out saying he don't want broke people in this uh, buying from his store, um, a lot of us got the message. Me personally, I've never been inside of a Neiman. But a lot of us that look like me, talk like me, act like me, we got the message and it was well motherfucking received. See, a lot of times these companies, they'll spit in our face. You know what I'm saying? They'll, 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 They'll tell us how much we ain't shit without knowing that we are they fucking bottom line. When black people stop, when black people stop spending money on certain shit, that shit plummets. We spend the most money out there. I don't know how the fuck it's possible. We got the least amount of money out of all ethnic groups, but we spend the fucking most. We we some raw period of PayPal ass niggas. So, all you big wig companies, when y'all come out, y'all motherfucking me way, y'all start talking out the side of y'all neck, y'all forget who really moved the motherfucking me needle. Now, do we forget how powerful we are at times? Absolutely. But we showed your ass, Neiman. The reason why I bring Neiman Marcus ass up is because Neiman Marcus is struggling with low sales and looking for a buyer just one year after its CEO came out and said he didn't want broke people shopping at his stores. The company right now is is in talks to sell itself to its competitor, Saks Fifth Avenue. Wow, and you know it's tough when you guys sell yourself to the motherfucking competition. Wow, when nigga you thought was your op come through and get and come through and buy the fucking uh, buy the company. Wow, your op came through and cut your motherfucking me check, nigga. He just cut your lights off, nigga. But see, that's what that's what I understand. We have to understand just how much we have power um, when it comes to the overall bottom dollar of these companies, and stop letting these companies disrespect us. Because the moment you came out your motherfucking me mouth and said you don't want broke people shopping in your stores, oh, we know who you're talking to. And trust me, the message was well motherfucking received. And less than a motherfucking me a year later, look at you. Look at you. And that, my friends, is what I call good motherfucking me karma. <laughs> good karma. <laughs> good fucking karma, man. Um, before we get up out of here, man. Uh, I want to say, NFL season, welcome the fuck back. You know, tomorrow kicks off when this episode drops. You got the Kansas City Chiefs versus Detroit Lions. Chiefs will be getting their uh, Super Bowl rings. Um, Patty Mahomes undefeated on opening week. Um, This, I mean, opening uh, opening game day. Um, It is very different because Chris Jones may not be there. Travis Kelsey is uh, questionable right now. He hyperextended his knee. Um, came out later. And it was just a uh, bone bruise, so he may be a good a go. But no, Chris Jones. That's always a little bit difficult, um, just because going off Detroit, everyone's got high hopes for Detroit because they ended the year so good last year. I will give them that. Um, but it's still fucking Detroit. Um, I'm not going to get here and act like them niggas is something until they actually show me that they actually something. Um, Jerry Goff is still Jerry motherfucking me. Goff, but if he don't got no pressure, he can light some shit up. And with no Chris Jones, he can light some shit up. So we will see. It should be a good game. Hopefully it's a good game. Um, like I said, Patty Mahomes is undefeated in uh, week one um, game. So I'm going with Patty motherfucking Mahomes all the way through and through, whether or not Travis Kelce is there or not. Um, Chris Jones, we already assume he's not going to be there. So even with being shorthanded, I still think Patty Mahomes, can come out there and get the fucking job done. Um the season's back though, man. It's a great great motherfucking me time to be back, man, because I've been waiting on it. Um that game with Colorado versus TCU in college, you got me amped as fuck. I think uh TCU go against fucking um uh uh Nebraska uh this Saturday. So it's a very good weekend for sports, man. I told y'all Israel Adesanya is fucking fighting uh Sean Strickland, you know, so for the belt um, it, it, it's a great time, bro. It's, it's a great sports weekend. Um, I can't fucking wait. Um, it's been a minute. It, it's really been a minute that we didn't have a straight packed-ass sports weekend. We didn't have some fights. You know, We had the mega fights with uh, Errol Spence Jr. and stuff like that. But I'm talking about a straight packed-ass sports weekend, bro, with just football, fights. Man, it feels fucking good, man. Baseball even going on still. Like It's a great fucking time, man. It's that time of year. That, that 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 men love. <laughs> it's that time of year that men motherfucking me love, man. So I'm happy as fuck, as you know. I already tell. Uh, I can't fucking wait. Uh, but it's a great ass episode. I think that's all we motherfucking me got. Uh, let's just run through the goddamn me doc real quick, man, sure We ain't missing out on any motherfucking me thing. Um, I ain't gonna lie though. If 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 the if the lions are what everybody thinks they're gonna be. It's gonna be a little disappointing, but I'm a Bears fan. I really want the Bears to you know go from worse to um somewhat first and we can win that division. Um, Aaron Rodgers is gone. He didn't have a the foot on our necks for so long. Before that, it was Brett Favre. So this is the first time in a long motherfucking time to where that division is is, is wide open for um a new leader of the head of, of the bunch when it comes to the quarterback. Um we really need this to be our time with Justin Fields, man. Uh, we got a new weapon with DJ Moore. And if the Lions come out there and the Lions is the new head hunters at division, it may fucking make me sick. I ain't gonna lie to you. It may very well make me motherfucking be sick, bro. Um, but well, the doctor, let's see we ran through. We got the blue face for shine having their baby. Um, Lil Reese showing us what he always has been. Uh, Israel out of has an interesting take on school. maryland cop goes viral for getting some ass in the projects. 1090 Jake snitching, ai ghostwriter being submitted for a Grammy. Jubilee taking a cake for why this show on YouTube, Neiman Marcus receiving that good karma, NFL season, and motherfucking the UFC. Oh, real fast, we really get about here. Lakers, 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 Lakers. We signed Christian Wood. That's his name, right? Christian Wood. Um, big man for who was with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. He was with Houston before that. Um, it's funny as fuck that we got him because I was always calling that nigga um, Anthony Anthony Davidson. He plays just like AD. Uh, he's, he's more of a more of a wing. He can shoot a little bit more better than AD. Um, but I always call him Anthony Davidson. So now that he's on the Lakers, he should be the starting center, if not the backup center. We're still gonna be playing uh, LeBron at the four. Um, great addition, bro. Great motherfucking addition, but that team is very motherfucking stacked now. We got a very deep bench, very talented bench, very youthful vent, uh bench, very energetic bench, very uh very uh, uh deep bench when it comes to uh, shooting ability. This is a great team. Now it's all about LeBron and AD staying healthy, um, and even if you know one of them goes down, but primarily Anthony Davis, if he goes down, we have enough um, to su- supplement um, not all of what he does, but some of what he does. So we should be able to maintain and stay afloat a little bit. Um, this is a great feeling, bro. It's a great feeling. Robbie P going for motherfucking president. Um, we did our thing, Lakers man. So Christian Wood, welcome to the goddamn team. Um, and with that being said. Um, yeah, <laughs> DJ, drop that fire ass beat, my boy. Um. <laughs> hey, look, man. It's all of uh, these ways. Never let them to you with bullshit. Always keep the main thing, main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. That's how the episode. We out, this motherfucker. Peace. Damn. 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 Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> hey man, great ass episode, man. Great ass motherfucking me episode. Episode 170, man. It felt great to get back in here. Uh we're recording late. It's down at 9:30 at night. Uh, but we're gonna get this episode out to y'all on time. Um great fucking me uh plans going forward to wrap up phase two. Uh Great fucking time to be alive, man. Sports is back. I'm happy as fuck. <laughs> Jay Fields gonna go out there and win Dark Horse MVP on these niggas. <laughs> um, break the Russian record from from the quarterback standpoint. Um, DJ Moore, you know, something to come through. I'm just very happy, man. We the Bears got a good team. Um, I like what we did in the summer. Uh, I'm just happy to, to to get some good football back. Hopefully, um, the way last year went, I was very happy with that. So. I, I'm just very happy for football to be back, man. TCU and that Colorado game really got me hyped. Um, I can't wait to see what Colorado does for the rest of the year. I'm falling. I'm tapped in, man. They beat Nebraska. We up, man. We up 2 on these fuck niggas, man. They ranked 22 in the nation already. I mean, look, we up, man. <laughs> we up, man. But, nah, man. No, no, honestly, man, I appreciate all y'all, man, tapping and joining the conversation. Man. Episode 170. Thin line between G and some motherfucking insanity host by yours truly. OG! <laughs> <laughs> we out this motherfucker, man. Peace. Welcome to Raw yeah. is OG. Oh, Ask me, you know the fuck that nigga playing on me, man. You dig?